Hello, kings and queens. You're listening to Affirmations of Excellence, an offering of personal devotions to fuel your week. I am your guide, Ariel Ellis, and I'm so excited to create a space of encouragement and inspiration for each of you. The person who lives a life of excellence is one who is willing to do and to dare. As living souls made in God's image, we are not called to mediocrity. We are called to excellence. Excellence is the result of a prosperous, well-lived, and fulfilled life. And this podcast is for those who sense a royal calling on your life. Those who are learning to hear God's voice and clarity and need motivation for the assignment. And who want to live out his calling with excellence. Each week, we'll explore themes of everyday life and talk through ways to escape mediocrity and find true fulfillment. Last week, we got deep into the excellence of love and how to love with excellence. I got personal and shared some decisions with you that I've made about love and how I want my life to be a real reflection of love. I struggle from time to time to achieve the goals I've set as it relates to love, but I've discovered that when I love selflessly and purely and in excellence, I experience peace, the kind that no words can describe. And just like I made decisions about love a few years ago, I made some serious decisions about peace as well. I guess you can say I went through a major period of self-reflection, transformation, and spiritual renewal to be the person I am today. Nothing is uncharacteristically new about me. I am still how I was at my core before I learned all these lessons about fear, love, and peace. All the themes of affirmations I share with you, and ultimately, about excellence. Every day, I strive to be more of what I share with you on this podcast, and I live out every single aspect of it. But I can genuinely and honestly say I did the work, which is what makes this podcast so rewarding to offer you and to share the wisdom of what works. Many of us are wanting much more peace in our lives than we actually feel exists at the moment. In today's time, peace can be an anomaly. The equilibrium for stable peace in one's life is way out of whack. There's a lot happening in the world, and so much has happened just in the past week with the frenzy of natural disasters and the spread of a health epidemic. How does one find peace? Is it constantly achievable? And what does excellence have to do with peace? Let's dive in here today. Kings and queens, be sure to rate, share, and subscribe as you listen today. And to support this podcast, visit my page on anchor.fm and click support. As young children, we depended on the support of adults for survival. We're hardwired to crave and seek that support. I know I am, and I got a lot of it as a kid. And deep down, I still crave and seek support, even when I'm operating on my own individualistic capacity, which I do more than not. But what about when we don't get the love, support, and validation that we need when we need it and from whom it is needed? We feel an instinctive anxiety, which almost gives us a feeling of deep dread and pain. As we develop from childhood toward adulthood, the craving and the need for parental support is gradually replaced by self-reliance. That self-reliance turns into self-efficacy, which is defined as one's capacity to thrive and move about in the world, to achieve success, to overcome perceived challenges, and to excel independently. If love, validation, and support become less available, we get edgy and resistant and irritable. 
We build a wall, a fence, a block, anything that restricts our freedom while also attempting to protect our peace of mind. Can that be why so many adults, young adults especially, are riddled with anxiety and have to work so hard to be comfortable in our own skin? Perhaps it's rooted in the way we were raised as children or groomed to excel in the culture of hustle and grind. The pursuit of mastery and the cost of ambition becomes a catch-22 because it's almost impossible to steadily advance toward your excellence when one is tied to and preoccupied with praise, achievement, and acceptance. You're trying to balance your survival, your responsibilities, and your livelihood with your own strength, your own will, and your own emotional security. Who child, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. And one person with all of that on their plate, if they're not careful, can turn into an anxious, uneasy, tortured soul. The word peace is very elusive and a rare commodity. The dictionary defines peace as a feeling of calm or not being worried or the absence of mental stress or anxiety. Human beings are drawn to excellence. We know it when we see it. We are naturally attracted to that quality. Very similarly, we see peace in the same way. We like easy and free. It feels good and we're naturally attracted to it. A place, a space, a person who gives off that peaceful energy. Both excellence and peace are simple words to say, but sometimes so much harder words to live by, especially consistently. However, when we live out these words, there are great rewards. Perhaps the biggest reward is gaining a deeper, more respectful connection to ourselves and to God and a greater sense of personal power and fulfillment. Some would say that peace, or specifically peace of mind, is the equivalent to being at rest, calm, or lack of engagement. Let me suggest the opposite. Peace is much like love. It can be found in the active pursuit of excellence. Love and peace are the results of becoming the best you possible. And just like we said about love on last week's episode, peace can be considered to be a feeling, a choice, or an action. Peace in action is where excellence kicks in. It means you are intentional and deliberate about finding your flow and staying there. Regardless of your circumstances, when at peace, you'll think it, you'll feel it, and you'll do it. Many times we want to blame our lack of peace on some circumstance. It's their fault. It's my fault. It's the enemy's fault. It's God's fault. But in reality, peace has nothing to do with our circumstances. The worst times can actually be the best times. Are you only able to achieve peace when everything in your life is going right? Do you have to be relaxed and in perfect harmony to experience peace? Or can you be agitated, disturbed, or discouraged and still find peace in those moments no matter the circumstances? And when you know you've faced your circumstances, and you know you've done everything in your power to achieve a positive result, can you look back and see the peace in those situations? Take a second to think about it. Peace is about having control of your thoughts and the ability to decide what thoughts to let into your mind and which ones to reject and which feelings and emotions you let reign in your spirit and which ones you eject. It might take years for you to get to this, 
but the passion and pursuit of excellence can lead you there. If you want a sense of peace to stabilize your life, you will need to keep a positive outlook. It's in the Philippians passage, chapter 4, verse 7, where we find Paul's words about the peace that passes all understanding, that we discover a command to rejoice. Obviously, everything in life won't cause us to rejoice, but the point is, if we want a sense of peace in our lives, we have to cherish and celebrate the positive enough so that we will have a reason to rejoice. No matter how miserable, awful, or horrible situations may become, this too shall pass. Sure, it gets hard to see that in the midst of the mess, the sadness, the disappointment, or the drama, but we should always put things into its proper perspective. Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to His purpose. However, Everything that happens is not going to be good. No, it won't. But no matter how awful a situation might be, God can bring peace into your heart. Sure, we're in a world that is stress-filled and seems to be getting more so with each day. But God invites us to protect ourselves with his armor and his incredible stability of peace. When life gets tough, you have to remember who you are and whose you are. In everything, in everything, God is working for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And when you believe it, you'll be assured that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What's the use of taking a broken heart into a new season? Why carry an empty dream into a full life? When you lack peace, you'll attempt to continue or perpetuate things out of ease or routine just because it's all you have or all you know. But excellence in peace means choosing to exercise restraint and surge up with power for what would lie ahead. Any kind of undisciplined indulgence has a likelihood of disturbing your peace in the long run. The propensity of peace is not to reveal itself until it's absent. When you have peace, you know it and you feel it. It won't have to be named or acknowledged. You'll just know it. Because our peace is disturbed when we try to stay in our comfort instead of coming into our calling. God will not let you rest until you walk away from the comfort and pursue excellence in the calling. Self-doubt leads you away from achieving your inner peace. But God made you excellent as you are, and your job is to uncover it. This happens when you stop looking outside and look within. The enemy of excellence is mediocrity. If the lack of absence or peace makes you feel anything, the feeling of mediocrity is at the top of the list. Without peace, you feel scattered, crazy, stressed, depressed, out of place, off path, ineffective, pitiful, distracted, and just plain old tired. You need a method to escape mediocrity and get closer to your peace. Mediocrity cannot be prayed away. Mediocrity has to be declared away and worked away. And God may give you an uncommon approach to getting rid of it. When you let go of mediocrity, you make room for excellence, but you must create that space. Eradicating mediocrity through your mouth may require that you ask and praise God for more peace and get into a space of mindfulness. Picking back up to Philippians chapter 4 and on to verse 8, it says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, 
if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The urge to be mediocre cancels any portion of peace that might be lingering for you. Live your life holistically and recognize the need for peace. Set strong boundaries if needed. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Are you saying yes too often? Remember that no is a full sentence. Are you worried too much about tomorrow or the unknown? Remember, each day has enough trouble of its own. Are you making the results of your life irrational? Remember, life is but a vapor, and that where your treasure is, there your heart may be also. Are you just plain, oh, doing too much? Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. Are you entertaining people and practices that you probably shouldn't? Remember, you get to say who and what stays or goes. Cultivating peace means that you choose the words you speak to yourself. You deal with the habit of letting your negative internal voice chip away at your self-esteem. And that true positive voice that guides you and has been drowned out by the voice of doubt, shame, fear, or anxiety is becoming less and less prominent to the point where you can barely hear it. And when it tries to turn up the volume, you've practiced enough peace to know exactly what to do to silence it. You can renew that voice of peace, and it's beyond time that you uncover yours. So kings and queens, here's the bad news. We are not born knowing how to practice peace. It turns out it's a skill. It's a skill we have to learn and practice just like riding a bike. The good news is that just as riding a bike, once you learn it, you always know how to do it. And with a little practice, you'll start to get really good at it. I know I often give tips and tools, but I won't tell you any specific practices for peace, such as activities, tasks, and routines. I have my own routines. So you should be on your own journey to find out what works best for you. Peace is such a personal process. So what brings me peace might actually take your peace away because we are all living souls. The most common thing and the first thing to do is to breathe. But then what? Here's a note that I think all of us can use and understand. God is our refuge and he will always be our source of peace. Now that we've practiced the gentle excellence of peace, let's pursue these affirmations for the week. Say this with me. All is well at this very moment. My need for peace is being abundantly met each day. With God as my refuge, peace will always be within reach. I radiate peace to everyone around me. I will respect and protect my need for peace as well as the peace of others. God, please make me an instrument of your peace. Kings and queens, 
May you be fully equipped to master excellence in the world this week. Go be excellent and don't forget your crowns.